Street Podcast. I'm Bruce, and I'm joined as always by Nolan. Nolan, huge night last night. Um, I mean, I don't have a particular school shirt on, but their colors sort of right now. Um, you do have the shirt on, and yeah, welcome to the podcast, and welcome back from, I mean, Nirvana last night. Tell us about it. Ugh. Duke football, Wallace Wade Stadium, epic takedown of the ninth-ranked Clemson Tigers, one of the biggest wins in program history. Students showed out, stormed the, uh, the field. Great game. It was a whooping. Yeah, no other way to say it. That was a whooping, and uh, Duke football is for real. Got the best quarterback <laughs> in the league. Let's go. <laughs> the best quarterback in the league. Um, I mean, yeah, that was that was really wild. Wild college football weekend. And that's what we're here to talk about. Labor Day weekend, <laughs> full of college football stories. We're going to break them oh, all yeah. down. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, of course, the Monday night cap with Clemson and Duke. Right now on the Cornerbacks podcast. Um, Amazing. Nolan, I saw you just have a beer right there in your screen. Yes. Why don't you tell me about it? Because I'm pretty sure it's special to everyone that's on this podcast heart. Yeah, I saw you eyeing it. This, I just saw it in the grocery store today. And it yes. made me very happy. It is the Claw Hammer Oktoberfest Marzen Lager. Back. The seasonal fall beer from Highland Brewing. The Goat Brewery. Uh, I had to snag it. It's still very, 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 very hot here in North Carolina. It does not feel like the fall at all, although we had a <laughs> no. few days like it last week. But, um, yeah, it's delicious. Um, one of my favorite beers. Bruce, what are you What are you drinking? What are you working on right now? Um, this is a pumpkin spice latte white stout from Swamphead Brewery. Ooh. That sounds delicious. A white stout. I don't think I've ever had yeah. a white stout before. That sounds that sounds pretty good. I hope everyone listening enjoys our beer selections. Um, and yeah, I really just wanted to shout out all the fans and all of the positive feedback we've gotten. Some great reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five star ratings. Just we love it. We love it. Um, keep it up. Yep. We love all the great feedback. Um, we'll probably share some of that feedback someday on on social. We're so proud of some of it. Um, yeah, just good stuff. Yeah, just good stuff. Yeah, a lot of positivity, um, <laughs> and it really just fuels us um, to keep going. So, thank you so much to everyone 
who has reached out. Um, man, appreciate you guys. Yeah, we love all of you, no matter what you say or think um, about us. But regardless, Nolan, speaking of just thanking people and loving mm-hmm. everyone, we're here to talk about the gorge. We're here to talk about the gorge weekend. Um, and we want to thank everyone who sent us stuff, tagged us and stuff, shared their experiences with us. Um, oh, yeah. We are extremely grateful felt like we were living through some of you all shout out to all the ones that were um also streaming on facebook the couch tour uh even friend of the pod jordan landsman got in on that action night two so shout out to jordan um i was watching her stream for a little bit there um and speaking of that nolan we may or may not want to share a potential um cool thing we might do for next week or should we just leave it as a surprise surprise yeah okay i think surprise yeah okay but, uh also shout shout out to jordan and jet uh they had like an epic photo where dave took the selfie <laughs> at the end of the show and it was in portrait mode and it was only dave and jordan in focus that's like one of the best photos that's gotta be that's gotta be framed in their house has to be amazing it does stuff. I have a feeling that uh, that should be a Christmas gift for Jim or Gail, their parents. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Jordan's mom and mom and pop. Um, shout out to the family. But yeah, that was hilarious. Truly unbelievable. Um, and, you know, obviously just a lot of love there at the Gorge. Um, so much. And um, I wonder if Dave did that on purpose, put it on portrait mode and tried to blur it out, blur out everybody just to be funny. Um, and then That'd kept Jordan, and then it accidentally kept Jordan in there. That'd be funny. Um, I would love to know the story. Nolan, we got to get going here because we're going to yeah, go through so um, all three Pretty nights sure. from the Gorge, all three nights, every single show that they played out there in George Washington. Um, and from all reports, the weather was beautiful. Um, and I think we'll talk about. A little bit more on that. I wish you were here. The weather is beautiful. Or I wish you, oh, the weather is here. I wish you were beautiful. Shout out to uh, Jimmy Buffett this Ooh. week. Um, we need to start off the podcast again, shouting out someone that the music world has lost. Um, I was thinking of doing that after night one since that was when he had passed, but I think we can go ahead and do it on the front end. What a legend, uh, Nolan, and what a surprising thing to have woken up to on Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, I grew up with Jimmy Buffett playing nearly every day. Um, just kind of like growing up listening to Crash, Jimmy Buffett's albums were in my dad's car too. So it was like uh, Dave, Buffett, Wallflowers, Hootie and the Blowfish, um, and like Van Morrison and the Beatles were like the main ones that I remember uh, in like 96, 97, 98, 99, all that, those years. Never got to see him live, but uh, yeah, Nolan, that was, uh, that was sad. That was sad. It was very sad. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have more on Jimmy um, here at the start of night too, but let's uh, pour one out for, for Jimmy. Um, But let's get into night one. And, um, this is really a chance for us to just be fanboys, Bruce. We're just going to fanboy out right now. 
Uh, Let's do it. Because that's what we are. And uh, they start off strong. Why don't you actually, Nolan, I want you to, this is what I want you. I want you to run through the entire set list because I want to hear it one after one. I feel like these shows actually kind of deserve the full list treatment and then a breakdown because I, yeah, I just want to hear it. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of it all, um, we'll tell the listeners what we think the order of shows were in terms of uh, how good they were for the weekend. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Starting off. American Baby Intro, Break Free, Cry Freedom, Madman's Eyes, Fake into Minarets, Virginia in the Rain, Walk Around the Moon, It Could Happen, Lie in Our Graves, Number 27, So Damn Lucky, Seek Up, Monsters, Stay or Leave, Typical Situation, Tripping Billies, Spoon, Ants Marching, Encore, Little Redbird, Pig into Crush. Um, that is about as strong a start to a three-day weekend as you can have. And uh, I feel like we experienced something kind of similar in our one gorge trip where night one we were absolutely blown away. And it left us wondering what would be played the rest of the weekend. Um, yeah. We, we could only guess. And we had a few guesses um, here after this one. But let's just you know, dive right in American baby intro break free is a great way to start the weekend. I know friend of the podcast, Reagan Lunn was raving about it. Uh, as he says, this is his favorite song, American baby intro. He's like, it's four words. I don't think he even like counted as a song, but it is. And, uh, he loved it. Great, great way to get things going. Um, I love break free in that two spot too. That's a, Early break free is money. Oh, yeah. And Bruce, uh, cry freedom in the three spot. Come on. You knew it was going to happen. You knew they were going to play it. What in the world, man? I want to see this song. And uh, what a fantastic way, really, to open the show. I mean, if you would have told me, uh, you know, in 2021 that just two years later, the opening to the Gorge weekend uh, was going to be American Baby intro, break free, and then cry freedom, I would mm-hmm. be like, what are you even talking about? What are you on? Um, just, just wild that you know it didn't seem all that crazy that American Baby intro opened the weekend. Um, but it's a really great way to do so. Um, good version there. Uh, you know, Dave just yeah. screaming his screaming his guts out there to start the weekend. Break free was really, really damn good. And of course, Cry Freedom has been beautiful to start. Uh, okay. It's sort of return here with uh, two plays there on the West Coast. Um, you know, welcome back, and you sound gorgeous. Um, yeah, just it. You know, I listened yeah. to this whole show uh, today, and it was very, very nice uh, flow here to start. And uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Madman's Eyes fake into minarets just continues this run. Um, I think that that happened just once before um, mm-hmm. earlier in the summer over at maybe Deer Creek. It was Nolan. And you know, so. this one again, you, you think Madman's eyes is coming right Four hole right here in the four spot. It's where it lives uh, for the, for this year, especially. And nope, <laughs> pulled that right. That rug right out from under you. Here's mm-hmm. minarets will pop you in the face. 
Oh, right in the face. That is a that's such a strong start. And it really doesn't stop there. I mean, Virginia in the rain, I think, is a perfect follow up to Minarets in that spot. And then walk around the moon as well. It could happen. I think the flow of night one, aside from the like songs itself, it, it, the tempo is great here. Um, everything flows together nicely. It could happen into gray or not into graves, but uh, graves next. I think that's happened a few times this tour. Um, yeah, 27. With a segue. This one was no segue. Kind of no want segue. the segue. And um, I love the segue. walk around the moon. Uh, has that new kind of almanac calls it a false start intro, but it's kind of the woo intro, like a stop start, um, you know, almost like the warehouse stop time intro. Um, and people are starting to woo kind of so strange. Dave kind of talks in it um, and scats a little bit with it too. Um, a little, a little different. Um, mm. I kind of wish they'd, add more to the end of walk around the moon and let Jeff jam a little bit more than a false start stop time intro with crowd woos, but whatever it was, it was kind of cool to hear these last few times. Um, man, it could happen. Nolan, Dave went 17 of 17 without getting the lyrics, right? So I don't think he'll ever get the lyrics right, uh, from the album version onto, uh, live maybe he just yeah he will never say i think it's a rocket ship in like the first chorus or whatever and he said it on the album and he doesn't say it live and i just i tracked it and never said it i don't know why i tracked it but he doesn't say rocket ship live. no never he never says it what <laughs> i don't get it um I don't know. It's such a weird thing for me to care about, but I care. And also the thing that I care about is that Lionel Graves and It Could Happen were played the exact same amount of times this year. 17, which is an interesting little stat. And I think you talked about it before when Lionel Graves has played that many times in a tour and you don't even feel like it is. Um, I'll tell you what, it was played more times than the song that came two slots after it. Um, and that is a huge upset to me. It was played more than So Damn Lucky this tour. There is no way you could have convinced me of that before I saw that stat. No chance. Uh, no chance at all. You could have convinced me that um, So Damn Lucky and a number of other songs would get played way, 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 way more, but not the other way around. Um, yeah, ooh, ooh, almost 10-minute version of So Damn Lucky there, but Bruce, they really extend the jamming on this next song seek up oh, just yes. the third of the tour and i think that's a pretty big upset too because the I'm last so several bad. tours um it got it got a lot of plays uh they were really feeling seek up not so much this year um but 20 minutes almost 21 minutes and this is like this might be seek up's year um in with this version of the band um truly incredible all three of them are fantastic and i don't i haven't listened to the other ones because they haven't played it and what was it 27 show gap here um they hadn't played it since um shoot maybe june 27 Creek. well pine knob they hadn't played it since pine knob um up yeah. near detroit so regardless this one is just awesome. I think when we talked about the Pineapple version, again, it's like nine minutes of intro or eight minutes of intro before Dave even speaks a word. Um, yeah. And 
I think this one just sounds different even than the others. Just you have uh, the Jeff and Rashawn build-up jam. They throw in a couple of uh, interpolations in there. Um, I think James Bond, and there was definitely the My Favorite Things uh, tease. It just brought me back to the Will Ferrell on Conan O'Brien singing that song um, as Robert Goulet. Fantastic. Robert Goulet. Uh, <laughs> Yes, um, but a just a great intro that leads them to doing you know changing keys. Uh, you've got Fonz doing his little bass walk line, but he does it in different keys and goes up, down, back to the norm, up, down, kind of almost like a. It reminds me of like a building goose peak that's about to that's about to happen, uh, but in DMB form, and that was just that was just awesome. Um, the ending is always good, just. I mean, I didn't feel like it was 20 minutes long. Um, I could have had more. Could have used more. It was it was great. It was fantastic version, Nolan. Yeah, I mean, when is it not fantastic? Uh, it's true. Glad the Gorge got a good one there. Um, was also played in Wilmington uh, this year. That was the first play. So moving on, Monsters, 24th and final play of the summer. That song... Got a lot of play. Uh, one of the highlights of the new songs in the live setting for us from Walk Around the Moon. Um, man, solid, solid, solid. Stay or leave next. Perfect placement. I mm-hmm. mean, perfect placement this whole show. And Bruce, uh, after um, after Stay or Leave, we get Typical. We got. We were lucky Great, enough typical. to see that in uh, in Charleston this year. Seventh play of the tour. You saw it. I heard it. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yes, that was unfortunate timing. Uh, when the world ends, not a great bathroom song. Apparently, <laughs> we're typical. such idiots. So short, but I did not think typical was coming next. So, Mm-mm. I'm glad I booked it and got back for it. Um, after typical, though. Bruce, we get tripping billies and some guests start making their way onto the stage. Bruce, why don't you intro these lovely ladies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You kind of expect this to happen at the gorge. Um, they, you know, they have these openers. You kind of look at the opening bands, you're like, who's going to guess? Blah, blah, blah. You see Molly Total, Tut- Molly Tuttle, and Golden Highway is going to open. So you're like, boom, you, you know uh, that molly's gonna guess blah 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 um and so on and so forth and here on billy's uh we actually have a member of molly's band uh that came out and dave introduced her and kind of introed her in his own awkward stumbling mumbling way of telling us that she's also from charlottesville and when the band started this girl wasn't even born yet um and bronwyn keith Hines comes out on Tripping Billies to play violin. So he, she lends a uh, a nice fiddle hand over to over to Tripping Billies here, and I'm sure the crowd was going nuts for that. Seeing a fiddle with DMB again, oh, yeah. it's gonna st- spark all sorts of whatever amongst the community. Who maybe Dave actually likes the fiddle? He wants it back in the band. Can't you see like this? Like look how much this that, and the other. Whatever. Um, yeah, that's if Dave wanted one, he'd have one. Okay. He yes. he doesn't. And he brings up um incredibly talented musicians such as uh Bronwyn here to to sit in every now and then. And uh Billy's was good. I thought that um it was 
mostly just okay. I didn't feel like she had a great uh, feel for the song overall, uh, but she, she sounded good and also you know was probably a little nervous, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I thought, I mean, I thought she sounded really good. Um, yeah, I don't, like, like I said, I'm sorry. I thought it was good. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not shitting on her. No, I got you. Uh, no, she was definitely good. Um, there's a lot of pressure uh, to be up there, but her and Dave were uh, having a good time jamming, reminiscent of some of those Boyd and Dave jams. Uh, with the face two off. Of them. Yeah the face off between the two of them. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, but I think the highlights for me come with these next two songs. Um, but first, uh, I'll mention that, um, Dave actually guested with Molly Tuttle, the opening act, uh, as you mentioned, um, before the, uh, before the DMV show, Dave sang on her song Yosemite, um, during the opening act. So always cool when Dave does that and lends a, lends a voice, um, to the openers he's uh yeah and he's just a great he's just a great person and always has time for everyone and he's on that song um on yeah. the album on molly's album and i think nolan didn't dave and tim play that this year um i think they played yosemite with molly um okay yeah they played a couple of songs in mexico um, yeah, because Molly came out, I think, with For Grace and then like three songs mm-hmm. uh, that Dave and Tim had never played, uh, including Yosemite. Uh, and she also played on Ants as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was awesome. But yeah, um, coming out for Spoon <laughs> here, Nolan, uh, Molly Tuttle joining uh, Bromwell Keith Hines as well. Ridiculous. We wanted spoon so badly at the gorge in 2021 we wanted it i mean almost more than anything and we just couldn't figure out how or why they play it as far as like well i feel like they always have like a female vocalist come out for it and so um you know we we kind of thought well it would make more sense if it was you know dave solo or dave and tim maybe um but then you know uh night three they had mavis staples opening and we didn't know a ton about mavis and if we would have known her voice better we would have known that it wouldn't have really fit but we were like yeah mavis she's gonna come out and she's gonna sing on spoon um or whatever but yeah alas we did not get our spoon nolan is still chasing his spoon um but yeah gorge 2023 gets spoon the return uh out there out at gorge for for spoon and uh with a couple guests too what do you think of this version, Nolan? Did you get to hear it? I did. Yes, I really liked it. Um, I thought everyone sounded great. Dave's vocals were great, and I thought uh, Molly Tuttle had some really nice uh, fills and uh, a little solo there on acoustic guitar. Um, mm. I wasn't exactly expecting that, um, but I thought she, I thought she crushed. And then her vocals were great. Um, really. Really solid version of Spoon. I don't think it was like overdone. I think some versions of Spoon can be a little bit like too much. Um, what are you talking no, like people about? like trying too hard to like wail yeah. and whatever and like bring the energy. I thought she was just like she sounded really nice on it and her acoustic um, 
acoustic playing was very good. I mean, oh, I didn't you know mean anything. vocally? Yeah, vocally. I thought oh. she was just like she didn't try too hard. She just like sang. Totally it. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you got to strive for that Atlantis uh, vocal um, effort on that, and what she added on the acoustic was great. Um, yeah, yeah, she brought it on that. I, I really liked it. I, I did too. I, I, I totally agree um, that there's definitely been uh, sometimes where you get guess it just get a little too excited maybe on mm-hmm. on spoon but you know I'll, whatever uh good version here absolutely um and in the two guests stay out for another song ants marching to close out the set and um and you know nolan totally agree that molly just sounded perfect uh with mm-hmm. her acoustic guitar there on spoon i love the the fills that bronwyn was adding as well um, yes. you know, she sounded great on spoon. So really, obviously, you know, people, please, I implore you to go listen to that spoon if you have not, but this Must, ants right. I thought was really, really good. Yeah, I did too. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, short intro there by Carter and then they go right into it and kind of had to figure ants was coming next, uh, to close the set. But, um, what a clo- what a closing four song. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's I think you know the opening, the whole show. I mean, there's no, there's nothing, no bad in the show at all. Um, but I think I mean the two uh, ladies here just dominating on stage was awesome to see. I mean, yeah, you got the all all male band, and then uh, these just two badass women come on stage and just take over and they take over for about four minutes of jamming uh trading four minute jam. between each other um between violin and acoustic guitar and I, and dave finally made his way over to him he was just watching and he just like <laughs> i was like a little nudge like y'all are killing it we gotta end the song um <laughs> that was so funny to watch on uh on youtube uh but yeah I, great version yeah, you mentioned that, and I I went and took a took a look at it, and that's exactly what he did. Um, you know, in obviously not a not a weird way at all, but just funny yeah. to be like, that's got to be exactly what he was doing. Uh, being like, they were in the it, zone. He was just you like, guys have oh, literally yeah, this could go yeah, on. I know because they they're in the same band, so they probably just jam together all yeah. the time, and they're just they're just in it. They don't know, um, but it was awesome. This is a great version of Ants, but no one. And then you get into the encore and we'll, and I'll read off again what you have already read. But when you go through typical Billy's spoon, ants, little red bird, which is obviously 2009, but you can just throw that. I mean, that's a great song. A uh, little Dave solo song. You can just throw that in any era of the band. Uh, Pig into crush. This is 1998, man. This is 98, 99, 2000 style uh, run of songs just ridiculous if you just pulled that portion of the set from then oh man and then you you know when you've got classics like stay or leave right before it monsters which i truly think is kind of a full band classic i mean i think it's i'm with you huge then seek up uh man just that runs in but yeah they're they're good let's get into the encore though nolan obviously little red bird makes its second appearance of the tour here um only on the west coast uh Apparently, Dave, West Coast, Best Coast this year. I'm telling you, uh, bringing bringing some heat 
this year. Yeah. Uh, Little Red Bird, beautiful. And then Pig into Crush. Wow. Bruce, wow. Unbelievable. Uh, this set just <laughs> with the encore, it's just silly. Uh, it's the fifth time these songs have been played back to back in that order. They've been played four times in the reverse order. Uh, you've got your first pig in the encore since 2019. Um, you know, one of the times the songs, this is actually, this is kind of wild. One of the times these songs have been played back to back was at the gorge 2013, probably what the last, uh, the last great tour 10 years ago, I think 2013, 2023 on par. And one was, July 30th, 2016, West Palm Beach, a great show that we were at. What? I didn't even look at the notes. I didn't know that was there. Yes. You mentioned yeah. that date, and I was like, that's a legendary year. Yes, that was a great year for West Palm Beach. Um, but these two two songs have never been played in an encore together. So, wow. I mean, they've just been busting out all the stops, all tour, just about all tour. And um, man, what a stat! Like that's it, that's an insane encore. So you know, we saw I think Pig and Crush at the Gorge, but not back to back. So oh, whatever. Man, yeah, that was. I just looked up that set. That was my forty first show, by the way. Um, Seven thirty, twenty sixteen. Squirm, Crash, Pig, and and then Crush, and then they kind of have you know um, some a. a decent run and then a weird lull in the middle a little bit then the ending nolan good lord best of what's around typical situation ants marching then two-step into halloween to close the encore good lord good night um gorge gorge smorge um yeah I love this encore. Just, just kind of perfection here with these, you know, truly three songs. Crush, great way to end it. I saw someone comment that Crush was a weird closer, and I can kind of what? get that sentiment, maybe, uh, just because it's kind of long or whatever, and you're not used to it closing. But I think it's freaking awesome. Like, oh man, just that would be. Oh, I was just imagining myself there today. Like what? Oh man, what if we had been there and then they play pig in the encore and we're just this is awesome and then they start crush. We'd be like, oh, oh, I'm not going back to the campsite yet. Like who's leaving? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, unbelievable encore. I mean, just kudos to Dave. I mean, the way he's drawn these up, it's just been a masterful, masterful look into the art of creating a set list. Um, Bruce, though, it, it doesn't really stop here. Um, you know, we mentioned Jimmy Buffett earlier um, waking up Saturday morning. I think we texted about it and um, about Jimmy Buffett's passing and, you know, kind of figured Dave was bound to cover Jimmy Buffett as a tribute um, for night two. And we, I think we also said bound to open with a Buffett song. Um yeah, and it has has to be a pirate looks at forty. I think that's that's personally my favorite Buffett song. Um, Dave does a great cover of it. He's done it um, with Jimmy, um, I believe at um, in New Orleans. Um, yeah, Jazz Fest, Jazz Fest, and with Jack Johnson. 
um, like Dave, Tim and Jack Johnson at Jack Johnson's, uh, festival. Um, and you know, full band opens with it to start night two and night two has a theme of, um, I'd say a theme of death. Um, yeah, there are three covers here. Um, all kind of an ode to somebody, but, um, yep. yeah, they start off with a pirate looks at 40 fantastic version. Um, Carter, Dave, Stefan, buddy, Tim on that one. Um, yeah, a really, uh, a really touching way to open the show. And I like the, um, the Instagram post that, um, DMB put out a quote from Dave, um, picture of Jimmy and the quote said like, well, I didn't particularly know Jimmy Buffett that well, but anytime our paths crossed, uh, whether planned or unplanned, it felt like we've been friends forever. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I think that seems like a pretty spot on take on, on Jimmy Buffett, but yeah, uh, really nice way to start, start the show, Bruce. I appreciate that from Dave. Also, you know, I appreciate the honesty as far as, you know, we weren't the best of friends. Like we weren't all that close and all that. And, you know, sometimes some people use someone's death as being like, yeah, look how close we were. Like, look how, you know, great of friends they truly were and blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. Dave typically just speaks it exactly how it is from the heart, all of that. Very well said. And you know, I, I didn't know what their relationship was. I knew that they sort of had one. Um, and yeah, obviously he respects him immensely as, as a musician as, and as a former contemporary. Uh, so that was, that was really cool. It was a good version. Dave obviously sings it very well. Dave digging into some of the low notes on it, um, which I would like for him to do in some more of his own writing. Um, and he has not really incorporated it yet. I would like for him to try that a little more because I think he does a very good job of it. Um, you know, like in this one, arriving too late. And he goes down. Yeah. Like I can't even yeah. do it. And he has a nice, I have a low voice and he reaches that depth very well. Um, which I guess depth, uh, a pirate looks at 40 and talking about all all that depth and death is another, like you said, theme for the show. And as we continue on after that, uh, you know, Dave just goes, Jimmy Buffett. He doesn't say anything else. And then they play Big Eyed Fish. Good version here. Um, you know, you're that's almost like your pseudo DMB opener here. And um, what are they going to segue into, Nolan? What's going to happen? Bartender. I don't even. I don't, I don't know if they knew what was going to happen. Apparently, mm -hmm. um, what was going on? A little bit of miscommunication or some forgetfulness? Like what? What was going on up there on stage? A little tomfoolery. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, big eye fishing to bartender is the way to go, but not this summer. No, 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 no. Dave is. Dave is keeping everyone on their toes. Uh, big eye fish outro begins to fizzle down and we're Rashawn and Jeff start playing bartender. Dave starts playing the stone. Dave looks at him. He's like, huh? Like, no, that's after stone. Not now. What are you doing? Um, yeah. So they got on the same page and went into stone and Holy cow, Bruce, we didn't, uh, we didn't read the set list. Uh, like we said, we were going to do. Dang it. Um, All right. Go, go for it. Go for it. Right. Sorry. 
Yeah. I already Pyre forgot about the thing I wanted to do. <laughs> Jeez. Pyre looks at 40. Big-eyed fish. Stone. Bartender. Help myself. Madman's <laughs> eyes. Looking for a vein. Joyride. Rhyme and reason. The weight. Die trying. Gravedigger. Bayou. Jimmy. Busted stuff. Spaceman. Uh, Granny. Rapunzel. Just breathe. And two-step. Wow. But uh, Bruce, pick up here with the stone. Yeah. Um, really, really funny. Uh, because, you know, I had I was not listening or watching to this show, at least at this point in time. Um, and saw that bartender had showed up and then stone quickly popped back up and then bartender again. Almanac had it as bartender fake. People were saying that it was a bartender fake and then Dave went into the stone. But when you finally actually watch the video and get to hear a little bit more clear audio, uh, it was very clear that Dave begins stone as Jeff is beginning the bartender horn line. It was freaking hilarious. Dave, Dave looks over there like, what is, what are you doing? And then they kind of stop the horn line and Dave um kind of just plays like and then they get into it um it's like okay there we go and then i i think they still i think jeff again kind of came in early on the on the intro um i still just don't think they nailed the intro as this version of the band i don't know why they kind of play it differently every time like someone comes in i think they only nailed it in my opinion once this year and i don't remember what version that was it wasn't this one the one or two before this i was like there it is that's what you're supposed to do but whatever um the rest of the song fantastic it was great jeff crushed it at the end as always um the crowd does their can't help uh can't help falling in love outro and then bartender comes nolan what a start what a freaking start to a show it's absurd uh fifth so hold on seventh big eyed fish of the tour fifth stone of the tour sixth bartender of the tour and then the third help myself of the tour what yeah the, the start's absurd you get the only absurd. pirate looks at 40 obviously um and then yeah. like you said those songs all in sequel digits of plays which is mm -hmm. <laughs> it just hurts it hurts rare. that those songs don't so get played rare. more i know oh. i know it really does um and then and after those, you get Madman's Eyes, 31 plays on the tour, and Looking for a Vein, 28 plays on the tour. But then this trends back the other direction uh, for a few songs. Bruce Joyride, tour debut. Didn't have that on my bingo card uh, for the weekend at all. Would love to know how that popped up. Rhyme and Reason after Joyride, featuring friend of the podcast, Joe Lawler, the legend, uh, yeah, second play of the tour. Joe is just such a freaking showman. Like he is. That dude is just a presence on stage. And the intro to rhyme, we posted it on our uh, on our socials. Um, appreciate <laughs> fans sending us stuff like that. But uh, yeah. he he's just the man. That was so awesome. It was, and I just happened to tune in. I think because I tuned in for Joyride um, mm. on on Facebook stream. And this is yeah, it was Jordan's uh, Jordan Lansman's um, Facebook stream. She was like mm. on the rail, yeah. and 
and uh, obviously Joe comes out, and so that's awesome to see him, you know, shaking the band's hand, you know, yucking it up. I think Tim like points at him and is like, Joe, Joe Lawler, or something like that. And he says something, mouths something that was funny. Um, and Joe tells Dave, like, thanks for having me out. And then he just gets front and center. And then he teases rhyme several times. Uh, he lifts his hands up in the air. Like what's up gorge? Like I'm Joe Lawler, you know, just, it was so great and great version. Um, you know, just having a blast up there. That guy, like you said, he's the freaking man. And What a, what a shame that Rhyme has only been played twice, was only played twice this tour. Joyride obviously once, Rhyme twice, but oh. man, that song is so good. And um, yes. yeah, the two times that they played it were great. And um, what I was going to say, Nolan, as well, is that this show, second to last show of the tour, had more tour debuts than Charleston as a whole. Hmm, that's fun. That's cool. I'm not going to complain too much because I think our Charleston night two show, I left there being like, okay, that was, that was a really good show. Um, Yeah. And that one had zero tour debuts. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have some complaints, but, uh, I was overall pleased. Um, so that was good. At least they really turned it on though. Um, a few weeks after that, um, but man, after Rhyme, a new uh, cover song for the band. Many of the band members have played on this song, uh, yes. including Dave Matthews. Uh, almost uh, a month to the day, or uh, sorry, two months to the day prior uh, with Dead End Company. Um, the Weight by the band and probably safe to assume that uh this was a tribute to robbie robertson who uh had recently passed away um from the band musical genius uh just a great great uh musician someone who will definitely be missed and uh i mean the weight has got to be like one of the most covered songs of all time uh i don't think anyone dislikes the weight it's so great and it's so great with a big band like this when you can trade verses with other people who can sing and that's yeah. what uh that's what the band does here i think dave nails that uh opening guitar riff and that was awesome i was very curious to see what was going to happen with that and then uh dave sings a couple of the verses and then starts trading off bruce yeah um you know just i was kind of wondering if they were going to do that. And I think that we both, I think you texted it actually, um, you know how people kind of filter in comments about what's going on. And mm-hmm. you were like, and they traded off versus you got so mad because I was texting you kind of the set. Like, what are they doing out there? Like, this is ridiculous. This is an absurd opening 10 songs. And then I think you said, and they traded verses. <laughs> so mad, but also so happy so awesome yeah it was so awesome and we just weren't there so we're mad but yeah fantastic version and they did nail that that was really cool to hear and actually one of the videos that i watched of it you could tell that the people that were recording it knew it immediately Mm. um 
And as soon as Dave nailed the riff before he said a word, uh, and you know, sometimes it shows you're, you're kind of picking up, what is this? What is, Mm -hmm. what is, what's coming? Like I would have, wouldn't have known until Dave started the song singing wise, but they knew it immediately. Fantastic. So good. And like you said, just adds on to the theme of the night. I mean, so far you had pirate looks at 40 big eyed fish stone bartender, basically, um, help myself madman's eyes vain a little bit dark ish joyride kind of dark but celebratory rhyme and reason yeah. definitely dark and whatnot and then the way it's like damn dude like you are you are in your fields today hey well don't forget about the next two songs you might die trying in gravedigger mm-hmm. that's 12 songs that are i mean you can yeah, buy you after that yeah, a little bit. A little I mean, bit Bayou death. talks about death. Yeah. Um, yeah, so death heavy set. Interesting. Um, shout out to the band, though, for playing the weight. I, I do wonder if if Dave guesting on that with Dead & Company had any influence. Um, I'm yeah. sure, but I also think that what you said before as the, you know, yeah. the, the tribute, the shout out to Robbie Robertson, I think that was... Gotta be obvious but um yeah maybe who knows maybe would have just chosen to play another song but he's guessed it on the wait a couple of other times uh, throughout the bands uh, or throughout his you know kind of musical history there you but yeah know, like though, you see if he didn't guest on the wait in denver with dead and company then uh or boulder sorry um maybe maybe they would have played don't do it and then it would Goose and DMB would have both played. Don't <laughs> I was about to say you've got to tie so, that into Goose. Had to, had to do it. Uh, or maybe the night they drove old Dixie down. Oh, and Zach Brown used to. They used to cover it. Um, Die trying, Grave Digger, Bayou, Bruce, Jimmy Thing, Brick House. Okay, uh, good songs, but a lot, a lot of energy. I think this is where I start to put night one over night two. I would agree. And it's kind of unfair to each of these songs individually. Obviously, Die Trying is a beast. Gravedigger, great song. I think it gets just chastised by us. And I was watching the stream and I was like, oh, man, here comes Say Goodbye. And there's Gravedigger. It kind of gets that, uh, you know, unfairly because it's a say goodbye intro almost and then they play gravedigger good song i mean great dave dave song yeah by you you know fun but that's enough already to be honest (laughs) and then and then jimmy also kind of enough but good song like it's it's classic dmb right Mm -hmm. um and i'm kind of hoping that that we're done with brick house after this tour uh that's definitely enough um, you know, when Brickhouse was played more, yeah, when it's it's played more than Jimmy thing. I mean, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that that's on on the outs. Um, we saw but, close you know, our show. Don't open old wounds of Jimmy thing closers. Um, uh, yes, Brickhouse, but but yeah, so kind of a 
you know, a mediocre run when you throw them all together for sure. But Dave decides, hey, you know what? What a, what a song that um, those guys at the Gray Street Pod didn't get this summer that I definitely should just play kind of late in the set. Busted stuff. That'd be great. Gorge needs it. You just knew Gorge was going to get busted stuff. And they should have played it at the Gorge, of course. They should have played it at every, uh, at least every multi-night stand uh, this tour since they decided to bring it back. Uh, I'm not happy about that one. I'm not <laughs> happy about that one. I'm not, you know, I've, I've seen, apart from these three covers tonight, or night two, I've seen all of these songs, I think, uh, except for Spoon, Cry Freedom, and Busted Stuff. And actually something to tell my baby, but that's fine. Um, so I'm, that's the only thing that annoys me about this weekend. It's like, I would, mm. I'd like to see those and specifically busted stuff. Um, but yeah, a great placement for busted stuff. It's cool. It really kind of, kind of cools off here with the busted stuff. And then spaceman picks back up a little with granny and then Pantala Rapunzel to close. Really solid right there. And then, uh, man, Dave, Solo, E1, Just Breathe, mm. Pearl Jam. Uh, Dave says that he uh, heard that song that day and thought it sounded pretty. And I guess he uh, learned it. And he absolutely nails it and i was curious as to how this song was going to sound because the pearl jam uh slash eddie vetter version is just absolute perfection it is yeah. one of my all-time favorite songs uh beautiful lyrics and actually i listened to it um today in the car and then uh listened to the rest of that album backspacer underrated Pearl Jam album. Um, but that that album has some really great, better lyrics in it. Um, if you're also looking for some more great, better lyrics, Into the Wild soundtrack. Holy hell. That thing is a beast. Uh, another perfect album. But, you know, Vetter kind of shows his, uh, his chops with his uh, guitar picking and um, lyrics. I think on this one and Dave, Dave plays it in his own way. Um, he doesn't finger pick. He strums. Um, I thought he, I thought he made it sound like his own song. And that's something that Dave just does so, so well. And to hear that song for the first time that day and then do that, that's ridiculous. He nailed it. I thought it was perfect. And uh, I've watched it several times. What, <laughs> what an E1 song. I, I'm like dying to hear that one now. So that, add that yeah. to my list of I'm really jealous that that happened because that is unreal. Agreed. Um, there's no way he had never heard that song before that day, right? Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah. Pro Jam Seattle. He's Seattle. He's heard it. He's had. He's heard it. Am uh, I him and Eddie are him? friends. Didn't he say that? Maybe he just said he heard it that day. No, he said he heard it that day. But I mean, you could infer or you know interpret that as just heard the song today, you know, for the first time. But he didn't. Yeah. yeah, but it's, and it sounded pretty, and it did, and so did Dave's version. Um, and I, 
just again got lucky and tuned in at the right time obviously kind of timing it with the encore to see what they're gonna do and i was like oh my god and i think texted you like holy shit dude um and i mean you 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 couldn't even process that it was the pearl jam version the next morning i think when you saw it you were like oh is the new song good it's like dude that's it's not the new song and you're like oh my god they actually huh? did that i was like yeah no dave way. I looked on Almanac and it said song debut. So I was like, I was like, oh, Dave has a, a song by the same name of, of, yeah. Pearl, of like my favorite Pearl Jam song. There's no way. And I was like, why do you name it the same thing? And, <laughs> and then you were like, no, it was the Pearl Jam song. I was like, shut up. That's yeah. too good. Too good. And uh, yeah, DMB, PJ, love that yeah absolutely um that was that was really cool dave did a fantastic job and if you haven't heard it i mean check it out literally right now and right. then after that i mean come on just come on guys two-step 20 minutes send them off to the campgrounds with just breathe and two-step what an encore fantastic version again of two-step they have been that's just awesome. crushing it. I know. I'm, I'm so mad that I that we didn't get that this year either, because it's been really, really good. Um, and uh, 23 minutes exactly of an encore, basically of music. Night one was almost 24, 25 minutes of music in the encore. Holy smokes! I mean, long encores out there at the gorge and epic ones. This was another one you can add it to the list of epic encores. That's something that um almost worth the price of admission on its own i mean the covers that they did and mm. just the surprises i think were almost worth the price of admission on their own right there what a night too nolan i mean we'll see where it stacks up for the weekend for us but i mean so far i think people were starting to say you know one of the top gorge weekends of all time all things considered and yeah. um you know so far through it, I think that, you know, I would have been right there. Like, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely like a top five Gorge weekend ever so far. Yeah, let's see where, where it stacks up after night three. I mean, they do get another epic all-time one-of-a-kind encore. Uh, so let's dive right in. We get Water Into Wine Partial to open into Dancing Nancy's Proudest Monkey into satellite fake into warehouse sweet all you wanted was tomorrow number 41 gray street long black veil she grace is gone cornbread ocean and the butterfly the only thing sledge lover lay down don't drink the water old dirt hill bring that beat back yes all along the watchtower <laughs> and then an encore of something to tell my baby the last stop and halloween Sorry, half stop and then Halloween. Um, yeah. yeah, let's let's go right in. You noticed uh, water into wine not on the set list. That was a, a Dave improv edition. Um, <laughs> pretty cool. Just another cool thing that Dave decided to do um, at the random weekend. So awesome. And then Nancy's opener. <laughs> really, really sick. Yeah, I love I, that. 
I, I would love, love to know that. why he did that. Yeah, tell us. Like what? What made you? You got out there and you're like, yep, just water and wine. Did someone have a sign? Like what was the deal there? But awesome, Nancy's uh-huh. so cool. For this one, to be honest, um, you know, I haven't listened to a ton of this show. Nolan, the, the tape isn't out yet of it. Mm-mm. And so I don't know if you have much musical commentary, but I don't have a ton of music stuff as far as what versions were good and what weren't. But what? Okay. So Water and Wine was cool, obviously, into Nancy's. And then the proudest into Satellite Fake into Warehouse. So, so awesome. Yes, yes. And yes, again, Nolan, can you guess when the last time Satellite was played in full and where was it? Full band. Yeah, don't know, don't care. Okay, so Satellite. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So Satellite actually had not been played uh, since he played at Robert Kraft's house. Uh, Dave Solo, but full band. It had not been played. Stayed away from the massage room. (laughs) <laughs> satellite had not been played since the uh, Meriwether post show when they opened with satellite and i think people were a little upset with that show it was kind of weird uh the encore was weird crash closed it um but regardless satellite opened that show it has not been played in full since that day june 24th that is crazy what? that never happens with DMB. This might be the least amount of times satellite was played during a tum- summer tour show or during a summer tour. Um, besides, I think, uh, I think 2005, I don't think they played it in the summer tour. I don't think they played satellite, but I'm going to look it up. <laughs> well, look it back. Up. They did not play satellite in 2005 in the summer tour. Okay. I knew that there was like some weird stat. Uh, but yeah, they hadn't played it since June 24th. What did you say? Uh, say DMB did, did not play Satellite during the 2005 summer tour. Really? Had to play the stand-up songs, bro. Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, a little distracted because I'm... Uh, <laughs> I was looking at on the Almanac um, to see how many times... Uh, Nancy says opened a show and it says opener count uh, 26 times. Uh, So very rare. Um, I'm also looking at it said studio personnel on here on the Almanac that uh, Michael McDonald is on vocals on the studio. For what? For satellite? No, for Nancy's. For Nancy's, no. What? It's a studio personnel. Tim Reynolds on acoustic guitar, John Alagia on vocals, Michael McDonald on vocals. And then Andrew <laughs> Page and Jeff Thomas on vocals. Michael McDonald? What? If I hear Yamo be here one more time, <laughs> the Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> that can't be possible. How is that true? What? How, how have we never known that? Um, anyway, can't be possible. Uh, that is wild. Um, okay, sorry to get off topic there uh, a little bit, but um, satellite fake warehouse sweet. 
Bring it down a little bit with Sweet. Okay. All you wanted was tomorrow. I love that song live. It is uh it is so good. Um then Bruce, strong run here, number 41, Gray Street. Duh, because of us. And then Long Black Veil Liberation. Uh one of the few liberations that we've seen lately and um it was the first since June 17th, 2017, Dave and Tim, uh, first at a full band show since July 8th, 2015, eight years. And Dave brings out guest Sierra Farrell, um, who has great, great, great vocals. Dave, when uh, introducing her, um, referred to her vocals as haunting and uh agree. I agree with that dave yeah this is uh this is a strong version of long black veil and she adds a lot to it and as soon as she starts singing after her first line dave like turns back around and looks at carter and is like smiling and nodding his head like like That's i told it. you she's something else she's really good <laughs> yeah totally totally agree this was this was great and i didn't realize that it Long Black Veil hadn't been played at a full band show um, since the man, it was 2015, but I saw it that summer um, at West Palm open as Dave Solo, and I think it was um, August August 1st. Uh, Dave opened the acoustic set solo with Long oh, Black Veil, um, nice. and then played Little Little Red Bird solo as well. But uh, so that's cool, but they hadn't played it since playing with the lovely ladies in 2015 and then brought it out here. I could have sworn that Long Black Veil had been played since then. I don't know why. I just felt like, oh, yeah, that pops up every couple of years. Mm. Not the case. No, we were very fortunate uh, to have seen that one in Charlottesville in 2010, um, mm -hmm. as well as Charlotte 2013. Um, yep. So. Yeah, random that we've seen that song twice. Um, very rare. Love it. Um, Bruce, we'll keep it going. We got She next. Grace is Gone. Cornbread, The Ocean and the Butterfly. The Only Thing. It's pretty, I think, pretty strong right here. Sledgehammer, you know the crowd was loving it. Uh, just the sixth, uh, sixth sledge of the tour. Uh, same number of plays as Cornbread and... The next song, Lover Lay Down, which that's hard to believe. Sledge and Lover Lay Down and Cornbread all being six plays. That's Lover Lay Down, I feel like doesn't usually get that many. And then Sledge and Cornbread are usually way more. Um, don't Drink the Water after that. 14th of the tour, Old Dirt Hill, eighth play. And then All Along the Watchtower to close out the main set, Bruce. There's not a lot left on the table for the encore. Uh, so, you know, people are <laughs> guessing something tasty might be coming up and they get something to tell my baby Dave solo. And then just chaos ensues. Yeah, it does. And just another fantastic encore. This one more so for the rare factor, not as you know, the length maybe of the first couple nights and considering that the last stop 
pops up here, but is the truncated half stop version. You know, it takes it takes the musicality of the encore down a little bit, mm. but the rarity when you look at this on paper. I mean, last stop Halloween to close out the Gorge weekend, truly incredible. We didn't have much to say, obviously, about the rest of the main set musically, but I, I would agree that there were uh, there were some strong moments there, um, and and maybe you know not the sh- strongest overall main set, but hey, guess what, Nolan, number one song rarity rank of the summer was this show right here at the Gorge, number two being night two at the Gorge. So Gorge packing it in with two with the top two spots of song rarity rank according to DMB Almanac. But however, regardless, the last stop popping up here, obviously first time um in a long in a in a little while, 2021 maybe, I think it was last played. Um but we we just can't seem to shake this whole half stop situation just four or five minute versions of this stuff um you know no jam whatsoever no outro and no reprise um great song obviously it's on the best album and one of the one of their better songs ever but i can't believe i I still can't believe that was the idea that dave had several years ago and he is he's stuck with it it has not come back that i that i can remember um since he chopped it off in like what 19 2019 or so um yeah yeah it, it's truly truly a shame i'm gonna drink one How and pull really one out here for the last stop outro <laughs> i mean gosh just cut one of the songs just cut old dirt hill and play the full song like you don't, don't have to understand. cut anything. You're at the gorge. No, but but if you're worried about playing too much, you're tired, yeah. or whatever. Cut, cut sweeter, older hill. Get them out of here. Go on now. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Come on. That's man. Anyways, half stop, but still pretty cool. Packs a punch. Uh, and then there's a guitar change. Dave and Carter fist bump. You're like, okay, what's going on here? Um, they get to the six string out. Boom, Halloween. And uh, I have many, many, many thoughts on this. And I will first, though, say that this is the second time that these two songs, Last Stop and Halloween, have ever been played back to back. The first time was May 15th, 1998 at the Gorge. And that was to close the set. Uh, okay so <laughs> it's happened twice at the gorge but bruce i'm just like really uh struggling to figure out how it was possible for dave to scream uh at all or yell yeah. during these songs um if listeners of the pod recall in 2021 uh gorge night three Dave and Tim, uh, you know, that was that Dave and Friends impromptu setting because Carter and Fonz got COVID um, and couldn't play. They did the encores, Dave and Tim, and I think it was after Sister. He won Sister. Someone chanted for Halloween, and Dave mocked them and said, uh, no way, I, I can't yell after being in the desert for three days. Oh, is that right? Is that is that a fact, Dave? Is it? 
because you just played last stop in Halloween and night one you played American Baby intro and those are probably the three biggest songs that you scream on. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure that one out, Bruce. Can't quite work that one out in my head. Uh, I know. I we're not bitter about it at all. Not at all. Uh, but truly, truly funny when you go back to hearing Dave say that. Now I'm sure he was just talking about I guess that particular weekend. He wasn't feeling it, whatever. But he wouldn't have had to yell during Dave and Tim Halloween. That's the uh, thing. Uh, you didn't have to. However, Last Stop and Halloween are two of the more demanding vocal songs that Dave has as far as yell-wise. Um, yes. And played them back-to-back here in Night 3 to, to wrap it up. It also goes to show you truly, Dave knows what he's doing. Okay? He knows what people want. He knows sometimes when a group of folks deserve special stuff. And, you know, the Gorge typically gets some special stuff because of the amount of money people have to spend in time and effort and all of this stuff that you have to do to be able to be out there for, for four days, basically. So, I mean, not to say that Gorge does not deserve that stuff at all, but Hey, come on, Dave, we, we deserved it too. We had the, the COVID year and you close with just sister and Jimmy. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was this was pretty awesome, pretty fantastic for people that were there uh, that you get yeah. to see that it is half stop. Okay, it is not the last stop. It is not a twelve to sixteen minute version of the last stop. It hasn't been more than five minutes, I don't think, since twenty eighteen. It's the oh. last time they played a full one. Also at Gorge. So if you want to see the last stop, I guess you go to the Gorge, but. Those two songs back to back, obviously, you know, all time stuff, fantastic. Just, oh, I just, I can't believe it. you. You wouldn't have been able to, you wouldn't have been able to guess that. But it kind of seemed like the weekend was trending that way, uh, that that it might be a possibility, and and it was. What a great closeout to the tour. I really do wish they would have done a jammed out last stop, even in lieu of a Halloween, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But, um. But yeah, great way to close out the tour. That's the way to do it. And DMB did it in extremely awesome fashion for all three nights. They really did. And I'll add that this is a great version of Halloween too. Uh, Dave, I mean, he, he does the opera outro. He yells yeah. and just like keeps yelling until just about the very end. I mean, he's like going nuts yelling. Huh? He he expended every ounce yeah. of vocal cord substance that he had. <laughs> he really did. I will. The, the last thing I'll say about our gorge experience versus this is, I mean, you got three nights here of absolutely epic encores, like some of the best the band has ever done. Yeah. And the encores we got were just so, 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 below par it's it's crazy and it was dave and tim could have done so much cool stuff it um, was weird it yeah was weird very weird odd, uh, odd decision yeah but you know very happy for everyone who was there um we had many many friends and friends of the podcast that were there and you guys got like 
I mean, one of the one of the best gorge weekends there's been. Bruce, how do you think you would rank? Um, well, this gorge weekend and um, you dive a little deeper into that. How would you rank these shows? Um, best first, second, third. Uh, as far as a weekend as a whole, it's it's really tough. Um, you know, you've got you have so many kind of truly epic ones. Um, I, I may 10. have to put it top five. I mean, you've got ones that are, you know, oh three. It was only two shows, but it was really really good. Uh, you've got. O2, O2, obviously, which is the release that is possibly the best ever. Yeah. 2000 was really good. And then, you know, 08 after Roy uh, was 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 special. You had the caravan year. 2013 mm-hmm. was pretty daggone good. It, I, th- I still think that this one goes top five, though. Um, of all time yeah. as a weekend and and we'd have to do That's a much fair. deeper dive and kind of figure it out but i mean you know i think that that was that was choice that was a choice weekend for the most part maybe you could substitute some things obviously but mm-hmm. i mean all of our a lot of our tops are there a lot of our top 10s top 15 songs of all time are there if not all of them i mean there aren't too many things missing maybe you never know uh best of what's around uh, maybe we're missing and i think that you have a compiled a little list of what was missing uh from mm-hmm. this weekend which you know is is just interesting to look at but yeah no one so we've wrapped up the 2023 tour we'll, we'll probably do a podcast debriefing the whole tour talking about our favorite stuff of all mm-hmm. of that later down the road so we don't need to do that now but you wrap up 2023 tour at the gorge. What was not played? You know, we just kind of talked about that. I, I named a couple songs. What are some other songs that weren't played? I think you had a pretty nice comprehensive list. I'm sure we'll get called out for something uh, being left off here, but yeah. Probably missed something, but yeah, songs not played at the gorge. Boa, Raven. Sorry, these are songs that were played earlier in the summer. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah previously this summer boa raven bismarck that song disappeared shame you never know rooftop satellite funny shake me stay squirm shotgun baby blue cha-cha uh really surprised cha-cha didn't make an appearance as well as late in the evening paul simon crash i felt like this was the summer of the return of crash and uh no crash um what you are and so right but you know those were in the encore to close out night three of the gorge last year yes and then drunken soldier and i think maybe i'm most surprised surprised by a lot of those but um maybe the i want you beatles cover into after everything for yeah for them to not play a full new album at the gorge is pretty rare well i'd like to uh check the stats on that to see when the last time that happened was um shit dude after everything wasn't even played on the west coast i know but you think you got three shows you new album out you're gonna play Mm -hmm. all of them but maybe they i don't know maybe they just weren't feeling it anymore but um yeah interesting group of songs and we actually 
saw several of those uh, in Charleston, which is just another weird note um, there. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say, um, you know, interesting list. Let us know if we missed any. I don't think we did. But um, yeah, I think night one wins the weekend for me, Bruce. I think that was the, the strongest show, um, I'd say, mm-hmm. by far. And then I don't know. I might go. Uh, I might go night one, night two, night three. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you know, w- when we're talking about things that weren't weren't played as well, um, uh, one sweet world and when the world ends as oh, well were not on yes. there. Um, I was thinking of kind of songs that we had seen, but yeah, when the world ends played all the time. Uh, and doesn't get played at Gorge. You kind of see some of these songs that people are like, well, that's overplayed. Like, this thing's overplayed, and we're kind of sick of this. That kind of gets into sets and causes people to think that, nah, this is kind of a man, you know, whatever. Um, or this is one of those um, standard, just right-at-home sets. Mm. Um, and a lot of those songs didn't show up at the Gorge, and a lot of times they do. They didn't. Uh, late in the evening was written, handwritten by Dave, um, right beside Sledgehammer for night three. So it was almost played. It was a slash, like either or. But he chose Sledgehammer for the written set. Obviously, he's going to do that. And the other song that I thought Gorge would get, that was only played once this summer, was Dreaming Tree. Um, uh, of course, yes. And, of course, that was not played, but... Um, Man, I thought Dreaming Tree might get played a time or two more, um, but obviously that was more of a one-off and special occasion kind of thing. So, um, whatever. What are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, I mean, still just incredible selection of songs played. Um, that night one was absolute fire, Bruce. Um, but, you know, this might not be the end of our Gorge discussions uh, here in the next couple weeks. I think we might have uh, a few a few surprises for people, maybe even a concert's on the corner. Um, Ooh. You know, that might be that happening. Right? That might be happening soon. We'll see. Might be. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of shows, uh, a lot of Gorge shows to sift through, and um, we're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. We, yeah, um, well, that that will take a little while, um, but I do love the the little tease potentially there. Nolan, one last thing on this year's Gorge. Um, two of the top three longest song performances of the year were also from the Gorge with Seek Up from, uh, from Night 1 and Two Step from Night 2 being the second and third uh, longest songs of the tour, respectively. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Gorge, man, y'all, it's going to be tough to top this one, ladies and gentlemen, for a while. 20-minute two-step, okay. That's, uh, I didn't didn't realize it was that long. It's, it was pretty damn good, and this whole entire weekend was pretty doggone good, and like, you know, it's going to be tough to top this one for a while, and it's kind of funny, I think we were talking before, we were saying like, you know, the year to go to the gorge or just back or like do something like that. It's not an album tour. Like you don't want to do it on an album tour, like blah, blah, blah. And SPAC and gorge and the destination venues this year were, they were 
they were good. And we'll get into that maybe more on our 2023 recap whenever we do that, whether we do a summer tour thing or whether we wait for the fall tour and just do a whole year in review. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, man, they've treated those that traveled this year for the most part and a- a- as it kind of should be. But I think more so than any other year in recent memory. Um, and the Gorge was what a fantastic weekend. What an awesome weekend. Absolutely. Shout out to everyone who went. So jealous. It looked like, I mean, and I'm just an amazing time as it always is. Um, but hit us up if, uh, if anything funny happened. You got any good stories from the Gorge? Um, hit us up on social media or our email, cornerofgraystreetpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and, um, and get your thoughts, anecdotes, and so on. Um, but Bruce, I think that's uh, that's a wrap on Gorge 2023. Another amazing weekend. This band did it, closed out the summer tour in style, and we'll be back on the road in the fall. And uh, man, thankful, thankful for another summer tour with this band. And we'll see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. Since I was three feet tall, you've seen it all. You've seen it all. I watched the man who rode you switch from the sails to steam. And in your belly, you hold the treasure that few have ever seen. Most of them dream. Most won't dreams Yes, I am a pirate Two hundred years too late Cannons don't thunder Nothing to plunder I'm a over forty victim of fate Arriving too late Arriving too late Hey music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.